When we were at Sherm Talent in Nashville, we found a bar, some rowdy friends, and some microphones. Check it out. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Welcome to the post-show, all-nickname edition of the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I am Joel Cheeseman. I am Chad Sowash. And we're going to go around the table... Who's here? Uh, introduce everyone. This is sort of a star-studded cast of drinkers that we have at the table. At this bar Reliving table. the day's events, and we thought it'd be fun to turn on the mics and just talk about takeaways, highlights, and whatnot. So I'm going to start with the other cheesemen at the table. You're so biased. I am. Abby, so yeah. Abby introduce yourself, for those who don't know, and what you do, and then pass the mic to uh, Kibbles over here. My name is Abby Cheeseman, no relation to Joel Cheeseman, although Thank God. I'm trying to like crash his family reunion this summer. He's not having it. Oh, oh no, that has up. to happen. I'm coming. That is We're a all hater. coming. Yeah, you should. You we are, are Cheeseman. No, yeah. I am all Cheesemans are welcome. If <laughs> yes. you're out there listening, this is like a, vis- a version of I Am Legend. If, I mean, are if you're out there, <laughs> show so. up to the yeah. family reunion. Indiana, 2019. I'm Abby Cheeseman. I am co-founder at Skill Scout, where we make awesome workplace videos. Awesome workplace videos. Place. Ayelena. Yes. I think they're better than awesome, but yeah, I'll give it to you. Uh, So I'm Katrina Kibben. I'm the founder and CEO of Three Years Media, and I accidentally told Joel Cheeseman my high school nickname, so now that's why he just announced me as Kibbles. You're Kibbles? Kibbles. Kibbles. That was my very unfortunate high school nickname. Hey, I would lean into the pain. Yes. Lean into the pain. Start using it yourself, and other people won't. Yeah, I like it. Yes. Oh, hey, I'm Dawn Burke. My nickname is Bits. Bits. No, it no, is now, not. anyway. Well, I'm Kibbles. <laughs> She's Bits. Kibbles and Bits, it. baby. I actually like that, yes. Yeah, you know, Kibbles and Bits is, you know, so many thoughts, so little time. Woo. No, I'm Dawn Burke. Um, I am the founder of Dawn Burke HR, uh, HR consultancy, really help people understand the modern worker, how do we create recruiting and retention strategies for those folks, and also do a lot of work with Katrina Kibben over at Three Years Media. The, um, the kibbles over there. The kibbles? Three years my, media. Three, oh my god, that totally works. Yeah, you are kibbles from now on, lady. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Don, that's what let's we do. start with you. You presented, uh, and you've done the smart stage. So, what was your topic? Yeah. Of interest. Well, I'll tell you what's really interesting. First of all, there's one person who's thrilled that I spoke here today, and that's my mother because now somebody's <laughs> called me smart. Hi. She's been waiting for that yeah, for I was gonna a say, very long yeah, well, time. Yeah, wait a minute. We were, were you not hugged enough as a we, child? We, like, why? We were also <laughs> were not yeah. called smart on the smart stage, yeah. and I think that's, that's it's stretching things. It was, yeah, the, it was the ironic stage. Yeah, the, I, and the irony, the thick, yes. thick irony stage. The Chad and cheese on the smart stage. I like Doesn't call exist. it the smart-ish stage. Okay. Yeah, we'll, go we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Smart-ass stage. That was good. I like that. Actually, that's still level set. I'm brilliant. I made up 24 on my ACT. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't remember what I made up. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, no, so I spoke on two things. Um, I did the really sexy topic yesterday, and this was a general session on pay transparency. That's People wanted stuff. to smoke a cigarette when they were done. It was really, actually, it was 
actually it was really well received, and I'll tell you why. Um, pay transparency right now is, is, is it's time has come. But the thing that I focus on isn't just so much about what you need to do or why you should be transparent, but why is that relating to a good business practice with modern workers? That is a big piece to transparency, whether it's with pay or anything else, is a huge component to helping um, modern workers of all generations stay engaged, feel like there's secrets not being kept from them. Yeah, can you um, really deny it now? I mean, like if you do a job search on Google for jobs, yeah. they pull uh, glass door data, they pull zip recruiter data, they pull pay scale data yeah. for what a typical salary is for that job. So aren't you just better off as an employer by revealing what the salary is instead of relying on just third parties? 1,000%. Okay. And that's what a lot of people still aren't getting. People know anyway. People know anyway. Get ahead of the pay narrative. Yeah. Let's not let other people uh, do that. Yeah. Well, I think bad optics in some cases, right? Because they know that they're fucking people. I mean, oh, yeah. it, and so optics-wise, it's like got to get our shit together before we actually go transparent. And I think what you did so well, I attended Dawn's session, and I think, and this is not kissing her ass because she's the bits, but... Totally kissing her ass. <laughs> no, I'm the bits. I think it's because she talks about why they're so scared in the first place, right? We don't do it because we're scared as hell that someone's going to find out that they aren't making as much as the person sitting next to them. They're going to get pissed and they're going to quit. That's why you don't tell them. Straight oh, we're up. talking about the internal employees more than the exactly, candidates. Exactly, exactly. And so, from my perspective, it's like... If, if they can address why they're scared in the first place, then they can actually do something. But if you don't talk about that, you can't even get to the fixing part. Because what, what employers will tell you is they don't want to give a negotiating, you know, chip away. But no, it's they don't want the internal employees to get the pitchforks out and right. demand raises. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. And then the, the, the 75 or 79 cents on the dollar issue comes up as oh. well, which is another reason why yeah. transparency is really sucks for these companies. Because if you hire somebody in even a few dollars lower at, at, the, at the ground level, as they grow through the company and everybody gets the same percentage right. increases, right. it just widens, right? So that pay gap widens. Yep. And one of the people in the audience asked Dawn that question, why did you stay at a company for 10 years if you knew you could make money somewhere else? And you know yeah. what she said? She looked him dead in the eye and she goes, I was stupid. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Well, was this from the smart stage? No. Okay. <laughs> that was from the general session, but that would have been good for the smart ass stage, as you said. Very good. It'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and what also was a really interesting thing that I saw in the research is that I think this might have been a career builder survey. I'm not exactly sure, so don't quote me on that. But uh, they did a survey last year that said that 56% uh, of the respondents, the employers, said that they, they absolutely always offer a lower salary than they're willing to pay because they expect to negotiate. That's normal. That, that wasn't a big shocker. But the thing that was interesting is 54% of the candidates that responded to this said they never have any intention of negotiating. They, 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 they don't because they don't know how. Yeah. They're scared to. Uh -huh. They hate it. Or they're afraid they're going to come across as greedy. And not get the job. Or not get the job. Yeah. And so there's a disconnect there where it's like, let's not play the game anymore. It's Show like me the car. It's just like buying a car. That's why we Which buy cars online now. Which is the worst thing ever. The podcast? I hate, yeah. <laughs> the podcast on buying cars? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is the worst podcast ever. Yes. So, yeah. So that's what I talked about. But we really talked about how does this translate into, though, a better engaging practice across the board as far as transparency in general. Okay. Um, I find a lot of employers want to do better with pay transparency. They don't know how to start with that internal piece. 
they don't know how to start with how do we explain to people why there's been this you know change and, and they got to figure that out and they need to be honest about it because you just said money and transparency in the same sentence and if that doesn't make an hr person crap their pants right. i don't know what will yeah. after the after the nashville hot chicken bias. especially they throw bias in there and then you're really yeah. fucking everything and, up. And, and i know we got lots of other things to talk about i know i'm like totally like cogging this mic but you talked about the pay differential oh, one yeah. thing that really surprised me the 79 cents on the dollar that a white woman makes to a white man is it, that's pretty known uh hispanic women it's 56 cents yeah. on the dollar yeah. that yeah. blew my mind i think african-american women was 64 cents 50 50 something cents on the dollar come on everybody knows that's not right yeah come on they do and which is what one of the do? reasons why they don't want to be transparent about it because <laughs> right we'll fix so, it so so, Abby, you uh, presented as well. What what was your topic? I did. Mine was using ethnography and empathy in job analysis. So we talked. I shared a video. We filmed. No. Yeah, I did. It was video imagine. I shared a video that we did with tower climbers. A- Abby does video, by the way. HD. I've done a couple. Kick-ass video, yeah. 1,400. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I know, right? Wow. So... A couple of weeks ago, actually it was like a month ago, we got to go to Houston, Texas, and we got to climb towers with the people that go and build cell phone towers. So did you get to climb towers? I did not. Oh. We flew a drone. <laughs> we flew a drone. They, they're compliance people. I had a videographer that was like, I'll strap it on, I'll go, let's go. And they're like, no, no, sit down, <laughs> fly your drone. Um, but the whole point was immersing yourself in an experience of a job so that you better understand it, so you can communicate it to candidates, yeah. so that you can make better decisions about who you're hiring, and they can make self-selection in or self-selection out. So what's your opinion on VR? <laughs> I think that's the future. Yes. I do. I think cheese the more... Man. That's Love a cheese, true cheesy. I think the more we can give a work sample. Like I, I, Experiencing a job before you apply is a really powerful thing for candidates. It's also a really powerful thing for companies to be able to let a candidate try your job before they apply and before you buy them as an employee. So why hasn't it happened yet? Like, what are we waiting for? It's expensive. So I think video is like a baby step, right? It's, it's a baby step in visualizing the job. So many companies are still just having text job postings. Only like 1% of job postings have visual on them. Dude, so, that's well, insane. And, I mean, and yeah. we're still a long it's way so from sort of critical mass of people owning virtual reality headsets, right? Like, yes. when is that going Google to happen? When is that going to happen? When is my kid going to go, I want an <laughs> Oculus for Christmas? So I, I don't think that's far off, actually. I think uh, the younger generations are embracing video as their mode of learning about things, and I think companies are the people that are behind. So video is a baby step. It's easy. It's getting cheaper by the day. The next step will be immersing an experience over that video, overlays, and then it'll be a try it. And that's where VR comes in. And, and then and then at that point, then they're still going to have to apply through this crappy process methodology. <laughs> Type in and their resume details. everybody's still screwed because they go into the black hole. Do you guys do any VR yet or had requests We've from done companies? a little bit. So 360 video um, with some overlays. We've done a little bit of experimentation. It's tricky and it's and it's really interesting. And it's a medium that not a lot of companies are, are trying yet. But yes, we've tried a little bit of it. It's so really I cool. The most popular is just make a nice, pretty video with HD and like that. Still, will that always be around? I think it'll always be a first step into making your experience more immersive. Yes, um, I don't actually think it needs to be that beautiful. I think it needs to be real and authentic, and I think yeah, it needs yeah. to really show the work. That's a good question for companies who want to spend a lot of money for a nice quality video, versus hey, let's get our iPhones out and, and make some guerrilla style homemade videos. 
What do you tell those companies in regards to where they should where they, where they should go? So I think the content is what drives viewership, right? You can have a really crappy shot video on an iPhone that has really interesting content, people are still going to watch it. I, I don't actually think the medium is that important. I think for some things, you know, to capture a tower climber, you got to fly a drone up. So there's expense and there's equipment that comes with that. But I don't actually think that video is going to continue to be higher and higher fidelity. I think it'll actually be lower and lower fidelity. Mm. But the content has to be that behind the scenes, scrappy, you know, what's happening. Um, versus this overproduced, over corporate messaging, realistic job preview. I think that's where it's at. See, and I'm surprised that you don't think video is going to take over because right now, video, YouTube has 40% yeah. of oh, the internet. I think video is taking traffic. over, but I don't think it has to cost you a million dollars. There we go. Big point. What should it cost you? <laughs> You'll have to call so, her to find out. That was an you can evil, do it for free, that was right? An evil laugh. I have a whole workshop and like how you can do it for free. I think Instagram stories are a really interesting place to experiment. Like just go behind the scenes, film your workplace, right? Um, I don't think it should cost thousands and thousands of dollars. I think you're gonna pay for the quality of the team, the expertise of the story they bring to the table. I don't I don't think it's going to be the million dollar budgets or the half a million dollar budgets. Joel wants to get Joel wants to get videos She'll be okay on if TikTok. Million dollar budgets. TikTok. Joel, Joel wants to get videos on TikTok. So <laughs> yeah, Chad basically made me download TikTok, and I am I regret it so much. Dude, the NBA TikTok feed is yeah. I haven't awesome. got there yet. I'm still looking at 14 year old girls lip syncing to the thong song and stuff. Wow, like, you're, you're a pervert. TikTok is re- it's not me. <laughs> This is what's served up to me. Oh, right. okay. Too easy, too easy. I I'm just, the algorithm is pushing the that to you. I don't make it. <laughs> How's that algorithm pushing that to you? It's commercial time. With job boards, you get clicks. And, well, clicks. But if you're looking for actual people, not just clicks, meet Jobcase. If you need to hire great people, hourly employees, or have hard-to-fill jobs, Jobcase takes a different approach than job boards. Jobcase delivers local workers, active and passive candidates, for the more than 100 million members in their community. That's right, the people on Jobcase are also members. And since they're members, they trust and respond to what Jobcase puts in front of them because they know it will be worth their while. Like that job opening you're looking to promote? Or that hiring event you're hosting? In fact, people are at the center of everything Jobcase does. And it's why they use machine learning and data insights to ensure they're connecting employers with the right Jobcase members and their members with the right jobs. It's people first, not just clicks. Put the power of Jobcase to work for you. Learn more at jobcase.com slash hire. That's jobcase.com slash hire. It's showtime. Did you, pre- you presented? Yes. Tell us about your session. Yeah. So I did a session on how to translate your story into strategy because I talk to companies all the time. I've talked to companies that are super small, really big, and they all pretend like having a story is something that's really, really special, you know? They're all like, but it feels so good to work here and everybody's so happy and everybody just loves it. For that one person. And it stops right there. It stops at our conversation. It stops at them telling their friend, oh yeah, pretty good job. 
it never becomes part of their recruiting strategy. And so what I did today was talk them through the philosophy of how you kind of understand the story in the first place, where you go and get it. Mm -hmm. And then we walked, we walked right into how you translate that into recruiting and the most impactful ways that you can write that story so that people go, oh my God, that's me, I wanna work there. I feel like so many companies feel like their story is out of their control. In other words, I feel like they are a slave to whatever Glassdoor says their story is. So for companies that, that feel that way, how do they take control of that narrative? I think it's about talking to your people. Uh, I have done, I kind of do quantitative, qualitative, right, bring all this data together, and every single time one of those people has written it for me. They've written the one-liner, they've written the the little like classy sentence that the people freak out about, it's yeah. usually verbatim something that their people said. And so I would tell anybody who feels trapped to turn around and listen to a lot of stories and figure out the similarities among those stories and use that yeah. instead of trying to make something or hire some expensive marketing agency to write stuff that they don't know shit about. Yeah. And film it. Yeah. Hey, I was gonna say, you probably run into that, Abby, hey, with like, it. tell our story yeah. through video. I mean, it, there's not a more powerful way to tell a story, is there? But I think the thing that's interesting about both Abby and Katrina when they're talking about this is the differentiator, somebody who works in the corporate HR space for a long time and who hired some people to do some videos and um, never really dug deep into marketing copy because it was a kind of a whole different game today. Um, the two things that I think I really learned from li listening to their sessions is they go a step deeper than just writing a story or a template or like a, hey, here's our movie script. They both go through a job analysis when they're talking about the, what are we going to write? It's more than just a catchphrase. It's really talking with the people, and both of y'all do this, to really understand at a deeper level and not just necessarily about, you know, the whole company, but about this job and what's going to connect a, a certain human to come to this job. And that's different than a lot of other people who are talking about job posting copy and or video. Because if we go on Amazon uh -huh. and they give us recommendations that aren't personalized for us, we're like, what the hell is this? Why do they think I want a, yeah. a pair of yeah, boots, yeah, yeah. right? Like or weird TikTok, TikTok videos. TikTok needs TikTok. to work on its uh, <laughs> algorithm, by the way. When do we as candidates start to expect that from our employers? When do we start to expect personalized experiences? Because I think it's coming a lot faster than now with training and development. AI and automation will drive a lot of that, yeah. I think. Well, they, it, because they, it's process and that's all people right now. So everybody goes in the black hole because they don't, nobody's doing that job of engagement. When you have chatbots and you have, I mean, you can source in seconds versus days. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, yeah, I agree 100%. The yeah, AI revolution. You know, ATSs need to Amazon their application process. A Amazon and their shit. They're still not yeah. doing it. Yeah. But really, well, do we want those one-click applies? Because I don't know if you guys have been on ZipRecruiter no, lately, but yeah. woo, it's well, messy. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, we just need better AI to pre-screen and here's chat the thing, about though. those people. Here's the thing, though. I, yeah, technology definitely needs to change. Applicant track systems, all that. But I blame employers because they're the ones with the money. They're the ones who can actually drive product development. And the reason why shit is so still dilapidated and they're only using like 10% of their systems in the first place is because they have a decade old fucking process that they're using to do shit and they suck and they don't blow it up 
and they don't start from ground zero. It's well, like being in a, a shitty relationship. Like, well, it's hard to get out of, and <laughs> yeah. I gotta move my I'm shit. Invested, but honestly, yeah. it's gonna cost money, so of, I'm just gonna stick around. He's, he actually said it very clearly. Uh, a lot of it really is. I just spent a lot of money to implement the shitty system, and we just went through. I had to go through so many hoops to get the budget for the shitty system. The system I thought wasn't shitty because the vendor told me how awesome it was. Oh, and by the way, I really didn't know what the hell I needed anyway. That's, so there's yes. a, I mean, and, really, and there's. you look bad if you say I made a wrong decision. Oh, it's very that's, hard to do that's that. That's it right there, especially it, spending that money. Yeah, spending the money is very difficult for a lot of pros in our space yeah. to actually get that that money. But here's the deal. To your point, though, Chad. Uh, and I say this with all due respect, I'm not a manager basher, I'm not a corporate basher so much. It's getting easier to do, frankly. I am, but so go I ahead, know, but this is the truth is this, they're being lazy. Yeah. We're not talking about having to blow up an ATS to have an engaging experience. No. I mean, I think we should blow up a lot of ATSs, but that, there, there's so much, you know what? <laughs> Which what, ATSs when, should we blow up, Don? Uh, well, I'll that's let those good, say, oh, I can say that. But when you talk about, they do, uh, CEOs or employers feel that they're, they're capped captors or um, victims to the brand that's on yeah. Glassdoor. Well, yeah, they Slaves. are. Get in front of it, man. And the you best part is that they blame the hires. Oh, yeah. it's really expensive to have a bad hire. Oh, you want to know how expensive it is to have a shitty ATS? Yeah. You want to know I would how, love to see those numbers. You want to know how expensive <laughs> it is to, to have a, a shitty ass. employee who still is here all the time? Um, uh, it, it, I mean, it's it's a really a systemic a systemic issue. Um, the only way that I've seen people in corporations change is one of two things. If they're losing so many employees, which sometimes happens because yeah. you know, employees vote with their feet, yep. or if a law makes them do something. I mean, it's just, or if customers do. I mean, yeah. sometimes, I mean, a lot and of maybe social. Maybe your competition does it. Or if your competition So, okay, does so Taleo back in the day, back when it was called RecruitSoft, they had one system, one process, and everybody fit into it until companies said, no, we're, you're not getting our money unless you customize. Right, which is so, hard too. So, I'm telling you, if a company goes and says, you know, this is what we want, this is how it has to happen, that money means a lot, especially millions of fucking dollars, man. Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, ATSs weren't SEO friendly until all their clients said, why aren't these jobs yeah. in Google? Yeah. And right. none of them became mobile friendly until people went on their phones and said, why does our career site look like shit yeah. on my mobile phone? Like, it's definitely a grassroots initiative to get ATSs to change. And the grassroots is money it's money the green <laughs> is the green. green backs yes so i want to i want to uh pivot to the exhibit hall because we like to talk about vendors on our show oh yeah what uh what vendors stood out what are some new solutions that caught your eye what were some really ones that made you scratch your head and say why and anyone can feel free to go first <laughs> so i think it was the talaru Telaru. Okay. Did they have a dog? They have a cute dog. They, yeah. dog. they do have the dog. They yeah. always got Hamel. the dog. Hamel. I have nothing intellectual Hamelin. to contribute other than they had a dog and had a t-shirt on. And it was very cute. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. That's cute. Yeah. So your most memorable up. experience from the exhibit hall was the dog <laughs> with the t-shirt. I told you nothing intellectual to wow. contribute. Wow. See, we're not smart. This is not the smart podcast. Remember? I believe Shaker had chapstick. When, when you have when you have a line of people that want to get their picture taken with the dog. Hey, they 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 considered the experience of their booth. They did. That's they true. did. Really consider, did. Which is why they had us podcast in the booth as well. There we go. <laughs> oh, you were I there. The, I think I think the this dog had plug. many more. I'm people going to expect more from Katrina on this one. 
<laughs> my personal favorite, purely from an amusement perspective, yeah. was the uh, drug screening people with the wheel. They had like a wheel of fortune. I missed that. Really? Really? I was like, there's a joke here that I I could pretty much use endlessly. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what yeah. were the prizes uh, spin the wheel on the wheel? Drug screening. Oh, yeah. Was you one like that. piss hot or yeah, something like exactly. that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you just piss hot. <laughs> you, yeah. Pick a drug, any drug. You can find out what you did. You've won hypodermic needle. Oh, my God. Congratulations. <laughs> a sharps container. Who was the booth that had the uh, anti-inflammation under your eye cream? Yes, that's what I was going to say. You, you stole paid. my thunder. Oh, did I? It was like 50 They had the okay. puffy hey, eye cream. Bucks. And you thought this was genius. Oh, uh, well, hey, listen. I, you know how was old it? I am. I need all the help I can get with Who my puffy eyes. One, one year, someone was selling, like, iPhone cases and phone oh, yeah. cases. Yeah. I think right. that was HR The trend of, like, actual retail at the, at the conference is pretty interesting to me. Moral of the no, yeah. story, the Trotskys yeah, like, matter, since we have only covered Trotskys and not one technology. Well, yeah. Last year was this conference where they literally just had almost like a kiosk at the mall where it sells like iPhone accessories. Yeah. The place was oh, yeah. packed. At, uh, so if you need a new here. Uh, yeah. oh, here? Here, iPhone case, coming. iPad case, <clears throat> deep well, discounts. It was sort of like the streets of New York or Chicago yeah. where... You know, somebody unrolls a blanket and it's coach purses. So, I thought ZipRecruiters was my favorite because all they had was a green chair and they didn't have anybody at the booth. So, no, it was kind of like ZipRecruiters here. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Do you so know how much money I paid for TV ads this year? Yeah, <laughs> fuck you guys. Yeah, that's right. We don't need to sit here. ZipRecruiter's yes. Zip balls are so big right now. <laughs> they like, are. Their booth just has the green chair. That's it. That's it. Their CEO you know is going are. on Fox Business saying their algorithm is the best in the world. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Like, their balls are hanging really I low right love now. love it. You know what? Love it. I, there's, finish that sentence, Don. I, I have so many ways I want to finish yeah, that sentence. Like, you know what? I want to. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's no, the Chen Cheese Podcast. Anything Absolutely. goes. Anything well, goes. Well, I, I would have to be a liar to say that I really explored the floor as much as I would have liked to. So um, that's my disclaimer. Um, I, I, I will. I will say again. I think it was a good show. It seemed like there was a lot of interaction. Um, I can't say that there, there was something that absolutely grabbed me. How about, uh, do, you, do you think there's a main theme with the vendor experience that came through? Like, for me, it was definitely every booth or collateral piece had AI multiple yeah, it, times on it. And, AI and has been the sexy thing for, like, the last four years. Now, what they we need to do now, though, is have people that are translating what that means. It's still an esoteric term. And we need term. smart consumers saying, "What? Okay, you yeah. say AI. What does that mean? Just what does that? Yeah, yeah. What? Just really explain it to me like I'm a kindergartner. That's okay. What does it mean? Because it's really not as confusing as people are yeah. are making yeah. it out to and be. Just saying, you know, like, are you just using Watson as your yeah. AI? Like, See, is yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't even think that AI should be a part of the conversation. It should be, what does this product even do for you? Yes. How it happens, I don't give a yes. fuck, yeah. right? Bingo. It's the solution, the process methodology. Yeah, this this chat bot pops up. Oh, it's AI, and it's embedded in blockchain. And, yeah. and, and that's what, what the, you know, By like, the way, how many background checks do we need? Like, <laughs> I cannot believe how many background check companies I'm not there certain. Are. People don't do background checks anymore. I'm sorry. They don't? It, no. They obviously do, based well, on the market. Okay. Um, I, I, let me qualify that. Sterling how and HireRide are pretty people, big companies. They are. Okay. And I know right now your the background check process has become a lot better since it's more automated and people can opt in. Um, but there's, here's, here's the rub. They're selling a lot of assessments, but when that background check comes back bad, they still hire the motherfucker. <laughs> a lot of people... I, really? No, Former VP of HR. Industry, it, oh, it depends on the. Okay, she knows. it depends on the industry. Again, truckers I, with 
there's <laughs> yeah, I think if you're Don't like care. in a business institution or whatnot, but I think there are a lot of places, and that's why some places just say we're not doing them anymore. We're spending time and money and resources for us to get a bat something that's a bad but still say they're the best person so I'm hiring them anyway right which I don't necessarily think is a bad decision all the all the time but it's like all right by the way I'm not advocating Abby, for Abby, not what doing industries them. do you make videos for most is it healthcare is it like retail oh so we do a lot of manufacturing a lot of manufacturing which is interesting healthcare. to me those jobs seem like they'd be like dirty shop floor jobs, mm-hmm. but they're like clean, automated, oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, manufacturing is very beautiful. We do a lot of drivers. You're just talking about drivers, drivers, uh, retail, every industry. I think healthcare is big for us. I think there's a lot of uh, specialization in healthcare that people don't, didn't know about or that didn't exist sure. a few years ago. There's therapy, there's rehabilitation. Um, so we do a lot of that. And I think any job that has a misperception, right? So any job that y- you don't get what they do based on a job description is our sweet spot. That's, yeah, because job descriptions suck, right? Yep, yep. And if So here's, a, here's something else. So we talk about AI, like let's say, for instance, like sourcing and matching, that kind of stuff. Well, all of that is predicated in the foundation of data. Yeah. And that data is the job description. And the job description shit and resumes and CVs are shit. So how are we do? I mean, and the job description is not a job post. People use it. I just don't get it because it's like, this is an advertisement for the actual job. Should it have the requirements? Of course. Yeah, there's no question. But this should be a sexy piece trying to pull people in saying, hey, you know, if you have a bachelor's degree in science, whatever, you know, I mean, it's it's just equally as important. If only visual CV would come back. (laughs) Insider joke. Fun fact, my very first company that blew up because of an article on tech. Cheesehead. Yeah. Cheesehead. This is back in the days. Joel wrote about us, and we like, and now it's back in another iteration. Um, but yeah, that was. We go way back, 2009. Um, but you know what's funny is that the job post has not fundamentally changed. Job descriptions, right. ads, right. none of it. Well, none of it has changed. Or the posting in the last 10 methodology. Years. It's all dumb posting. We're yep. spending more money on postings that are just duration dumb ads as opposed to performance-based programmatic stuff. Exactly. I mean, like, Fucking I can stupid. see on Facebook, like, this eyebrow stuff every day. Like, right. every day I'm served up this ad Joel for, like, gets those too. eyebrow, like, <laughs> mascara. I don't use it, but, like, now I'm considering it, right? If, if eyebrow mascara it. can be that, and there's a real name for it, I don't know. Life changing. But if, if it can be that persistent uh-huh. and, like, make me think about that... Jobs should be yeah. too, right? And I think video is a huge component of that. It should make you self-select in yeah. just as much as it makes you self-select out. Of course, that's yes. not for me, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But I think targeting and being smarter and treating candidates like consumers is a really smart direction. How are we not doing that already? I don't know. That's the dumbest, it's, it's dumbest shit. Because we write for us, not for them. That's the bottom line. Yeah, but how, how are CEOs not coming to us saying you're fucking my bottom line because are. these are these candidates are actually buying product or they're Southwest Airlines, right? It, who knows, right? But they're consumers. How are how is this not happening? So, I mean, happening from the C-suite. Um, I think a lot of C-suite 
they'll say that people are their biggest asset and all that, or that recruiting is important. And I don't think, I, I, I think they believe that, but the reality is, is they really don't care if there's a lot of turnover as long as the work gets done. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, they're not digging into it or they would. Unless I mean, they're they building, would. like we were discussing earlier, the <clears throat> cult following, the yeah. idea of like a cult brand, of building something that's bigger than your consumer brand, bigger than yeah. your employer brand. Yeah. It's all the same thing and it's a movement. And it's a movement people want to get on board with, whether they're working for you or buying from you. That's a different method of leadership. Oh, it's yeah. just different. And and I don't I don't know that every company is ready to do it, but I, I think it's really cool when it works. Yeah, agreed. And I think the bottom line is that, ha, well, let me ask, has anyone at this table ever been trained to write a job posting besides you, Dawn? For me, and I was trained by, I, I by, trained by Kibble. None of <laughs> a, no one was trained, and so we go no. into it with all these bullshit rules in our head about what it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to sound oh, like, I what was, it's supposed actually. to look like. I went we to go to Google and search sales not, job description, it, and then no. we copy and paste the number one result yeah, yeah. That's right. and good. tweak it a little bit. And the, I'm sorry. Find your place. They've all done it. I have it. done that. I'm not. I'm not ashamed. We've to say. all done it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I. So last year, I did a free job rewrite. I told a bunch of. I did it in a presentation yeah, where I said, "I'll York. rewrite one free job." Yeah. 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 Over a hundred people signed up in the first thirty minutes. Yeah. And then two hundred people signed up at the end of the first hour, and then they kept coming. And we, Dawn and I, wrote every single one of those job posts for every single person. And you know what the most common thing I heard? I know it's not good enough, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can feel that this isn't right. Yeah. And, and I think what you've just said is, I think is an important thing that I, I really do believe, and maybe I'm too optimistic. I do believe most people, recruiters, CEO, they want to do the right thing. Want to though is very different than actually doing yes. the right thing. Yes. Um, I, I and, and I, I know one of the issues with I think just HR departments, recruiting departments. I'm going to talk more on the uh, in the in-house corporate side of things though. Is I'm sorry the roles are too broad. The roles are too, it is too hard to. Do. I mean, if you're an accountant, you know these are like the five things that in every shop you're going to do. Yeah. Recruiting or HR generalist or recruitment marketing, which is now even popping up in departments. The roles are too broad. There's not the time. That is always going to be the back burner if I can go to Google and redo it. But what we don't realize then is that is that really impacting the right candidates? At the end of the day, it is negatively. Yeah. So, but you know. Does my CEO care if I'm getting somebody who can do the job? But but I don't again, know. this is this is the data that we're using to be able to kickstart and train AI. Yeah, correct. Which they really oh, should yeah. start started with candidate search data, yeah. which you can very easily get off of Google Trends because there are 30,000 job-related searches every single month. Yep. They'll tell you exactly how they search. Yeah, They'll Google, tell you Google exactly what they're shit. interested in. Google Google can beat up your dad. They do it better. I mean, I'm sorry. My dad can beat up your dad. That's what I said in my presentation. Google is like my dad. All the other ones, little, they're doing good. And, and, and but, little they're ads. but Google's better. Google for jobs may cure some of the job description, you know, faux pas out there because yep. ultimately people are going to learn huh. that the better their job descriptions are, the better they rank for job searches, absolutely. The more candidates they get that are better than they're gonna other expect, candidates. They're going to expect so a vendor a, to do a, that. And a 
in a strange way. Some vendors are doing it. Google, the source of job descriptions today, may be the driver of improved yeah. job descriptions tomorrow because of Google for Jobs it and their algorithm. It will be the driver. I, I'm going to go that far and say it will be. Yeah. Because their philosophy was built on how candidates Data. search, yep. yes. not yeah. how what corporations for the want. Candidate. Exactly. Not what corporations User want. Experience. Not the right way. Yes. Not nah. the, they literally yeah. built it for the candidates. And by the way, there are a hell of a lot more of those than there ever will be of your one little company. Yep. Right. And, oh, go ahead. It's Abby. behavioral data, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think we're going to see an increase in video as well because as people are searching, right, what's Google favoring in their algorithm? Video. Mm-hmm. By the it's way, the second most too. popular search engine is YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. That's right. That's YouTube's right. Coming up. Which is owned by Google. Google. Google, see, my bad dad can beat up your dad. It's just that simple. I can <laughs> be, they can be on LinkedIn and Indeed and CareerBuilder and Monster. Although some of them are nipping at their heels. I mean, I'm, I'm vendor agnostic, but Google for jobs is going to change in my opinion. It's going to push people into the pay transparency. The thing that's interesting, though, about Google for jobs, again, is they, they don't demand that you have the same keyword 14 times in the job description. Therefore, it's a lot clearer. It's that smarter. makes more sense. Well, yeah. they're building they're building ontologies, right? Mm. Instead of playing the keyword density game, semantic word relationships is what we call it. Se- 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 semantic foreplay. Time on site. Right. It's bounce rates. <laughs> yeah, right. it's which which jobs actually uh, get applicants? Semantic. I use the word <laughs> semantic synergy. Synergy. Okay. Sibilance. Gotcha. Sorry, I don't even know what we that means. We haven't mentioned social media yet. No, yeah, we haven't. That's true. Which yeah, we know. did. We talked about TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. <laughs> What, what's what's social media's role currently in this whole process? I mean, I, and it hasn't really been mentioned in the show much. It's not in the vendor hall okay, very much. Okay, I have much. a data point. It's it's a one-off. So we filmed a video a couple months ago. The client launched it. It had 36,000 views in the first day. And it was posted where? And where Facebook. were the most effective places to post it? Wow. Facebook. And they had an overwhelming response of employees re-sharing the video because they were proud of their work. Yeah. It was unexpected. It was not something that an that's, email that's went out. That's a secret sauce. Employees won't share job postings, but they'll share videos. videos. Yeah. And videos of people they if know. If it's purpose-driven yeah. and they care yeah. about that content and yeah. it's authentic, yeah. well, we share what makes will. us look good. Yeah. It, that reflects yeah. us. And if it's a proud video about my company, they're going to share it for sure. They're not going to share a sales yeah. position. You know. No. Yeah, depending on what you're selling. With I bet that's really interesting points. data of, who, of, of the people who shared it, how many of them were in the role that was highlighted. I bet that's pretty close to what it was posted. So I assume you post videos everywhere on social media. Like, which ones are the most important? Which ones are kind of duds? What's your takeaways? So it depends on the industry, right? So LinkedIn is certainly a place to post videos for the professional level. I think for uh, jobs that are, you know, people are not on LinkedIn, Facebook is still huge. It's still a huge market of, of candidates. I think Instagram is going to be an increasingly popular medium. Um, I think shorter stories, I don't know if you consume Instagram stories, but like that 30 second quick hit, what's going on behind the scenes look, I think it's really interesting. Um, I don't know that you're posting jobs there, but if candidates are looking at you as a company, I, I think they're looking at your Instagram for sure. I've got the secret sauce How about for you. Twitter and Snapchat. What are those? Yeah, what's wow. up? JK, JK. Okay, okay, so Snapchat I think is interesting because of the geotagging, <laughs> yeah. but I've never, I've only seen it work a couple of times where you can target a location where you're hiring college students and you geotarget an ad on their college campus and do yeah. a really cute filter. I've, I've seen it work in that way. Okay. Um, but like Snapchat followings, I, I don't know. Tip. Are they a thing? Geotargeting cute, on Snapchat Cute works. filters. Yes. I was going to say, Man here's a secret heads. sauce. You're talking about the virtual reality. 
so we're talking about the virtual reality. <laughs> um, that you can do virtual reality. It's going to come next. Where it's like a realistic job preview. But here's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Make the person who's doing the job be a cat or a baby goat. Grumpy cat. Because cats or and baby goats, people will totally stop scrolling if it's a cute cat video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, you put a cat up the dog. Oh, it's, it, yeah, it could have been Hamlin, the dog. The oh, yeah. yeah. Hamlin, 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 Hamlin. Don, you don't you lost, agree? You lost me on that. No, you you totally let someone tour the company as a goat. Is that what you just said? Oh no, you would watch yes. the person who's doing the job. Like I'm gonna look at this virtual as this person virtually doing the job, so I can kind of get a realistic job preview. But it can't be a person; it has to be a cat doing the job. No, it should be a person <laughs> holding a kitten. That'll work because it makes everything more interesting, right? Baby goat. Just add a puppy. I was thinking you were going like goat. Fortnite, where you have a character. <laughs> well, that might work too for you some know, people. You are, the the goat. you are the goat for the company. Baby goat that hops around can't be a goat. Baby goat. Yeah, baby goat. The hopping yes, baby I've goat. Fortnite and TikTok into this podcast. There you go. And thong- people slip thing in the thongs. I mean, come- thongs, yeah, thongs, 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 thongs. Let's, let's just throw out Second Life and big balls. We already threw out Second Life a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dang. Our I mean, bad. Honestly, I think that's what most people are doing with social media right now. Their strategy is non-existent yeah. at best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're posting, we have a job in Bristol, Connecticut for an accounting manager, and mm-hmm. you should apply today. Yeah. It's a very exciting opportunity for a go-getter. Who can, it sounds well, as shitty as our well, job posting. Social media hit its peak when it was like, put your jobs on Facebook, get a page, mm-hmm. put a share button on your job postings, and have all your employees share the jobs throughout social media. You notice there's let's, no speakers now? That now? Let's, yeah, let's, oh. let's spam all your jobs on Twitter and yeah. put hashtags around the, the job. Like, yeah, that's that's deader than Julius Caesar. Oh, Social media is about brute. being authentic and having a voice and telling yeah. a story. The when biggest, I met that's you, hard. that's hard. That's when I hard. met you, we couldn't yeah. go to a conference without having at least five speakers on that exact topic. I'm sure topic. I've given topic. I've, no. I've I spoke given, about yes. social media. We will not find one of those in any of the conferences. Any person at this table attends in the next. But I would say that's a natural evolution, though. I would think. Who remembers Branch Out? I've for like two days. I (laughs) remembered it. I was in the room when they decided to build Branch Out. Wow. Well, don't don't pass the mic. What's this? (laughs) So give it up. Be known. Be known. Oh yeah, be known too. So I was a social media ninja at Monster.com. That was my job title, and I do have a business card to prove it. Social media ninja. Yeah, no, that was, was this is in the day. Shoot, shoot I know. Me. Rockstar, <laughs> rockstar. But uh, so I, we were trying, I was on the social media and PR team, and we were trying to figure out a way to make Monster more social media friendly. Yeah. And so, at, you know, beyond adding links to the job, it really didn't, we didn't have anything. And so we had a product manager on our team who decided that we should build an app. Hmm. And I think I left in the middle of building that app because I was so against it. I just, I hated the idea because in my head, and this actually came to fruition, apps were in excess, Uh right? Like if I want information, I'm going to go to a website. I'm not going to download an app unless I 100% need it over and over and over again. And as a job seeker, I pray you don't need that information over and over and over again. I hope you get a job, Yeah. right? We should be encouraging people to get jobs. And I think the fundamental flaw with it was that it was built in the employer's vision, not the candidates. uh, So how do we feel about uh, Facebook getting into the employment space? They'll be gone soon enough. Gone soon enough. You think so? Do you like their Slack competitor though? Their messaging component or no? 
Was Did you say it's going to be gone soon enough or going soon enough? I think it will be gone okay. soon enough because so. employers are not getting qualified applications. I have talked to people who hire truck drivers. I've hired like people who do high volume, low retention, mm-hmm. everything. Every single person has told me. I don't get qualified people, and Facebook has done nothing to help me get hmm. to help me fix that. Interesting. More is not more. Now, do you, oh, are like you bullish on their messaging Slack competitor that has two million customers? Or do you think that'll be gone at some point too? I think if the ATS can catch up, yeah. and the ATS can start to build something that makes candidates yeah. like it, yeah. all of those competitors will end because you won't need the add-on. My, my real idea and my real dream is that the ATS starts to look a lot more like Salesforce. When we're the center yeah. and you just plug, plug, plug. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're always how far behind the, the, the industries that are making money. Salesforce, marketing, right? I mean, look at those industries. Fucking cash cows, right? Look at their systems. Uh, emulate what is working where all the money's going. It just makes sense. I mean, you look at JobVite, back up the Brinks truck yeah, for how long telemetry Salesforce and been Canvas. around, though? I mean, just it's crazy how long it takes us to catch up. Well, that's not going to change. HR will always be a laggard. It, but, yeah, but it, it I'm okay change. with being a fast follower. Well, it could it's change. It's not that fast. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Let's be a fast a follower. Fast follower yeah. I'm saying so, I mean, a fast and that follower. could change if in HR we could actually articulate how we are positively and or negatively impacting the bottom line. If the C-suite hears and sees that, that's an entirely different fucking conversation. True. Period. As soon as that happens, and, I don't know why that's not I happening. I think that's slowly starting to happen. Marketing is starting to talk to recruiting. Oh yeah, that, that's been a big big change for sure. Well, and recruiting is looking more at sales type types of processes and metrics to actually, yeah, clean, to actually do. Clean, clean their own process up. Right. Yeah. Right. This has been Guys, awesome. thanks for sitting down with us. This was fun. Thank uh, you. Everyone's, Thank you. Everyone's glass is empty, so we need to yes, right. maybe close this baby down. Oh, my God. Well, thanks, guys. This was great. You bet. Thank you. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.